Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Lime Ninja Radio. I'm your host, McKay Rippey, and not with me in the studio this evening is Aurora. She is on a cross-country trip with her twin sister, and they're somewhere in, well, past Oklahoma at this point. Aurora's gotten a job out on the West Coast, and Gabrielle is accompanying her as they drive the car across the country. And I'm hoping that we'll be able to continue our partnership in this project by Skype. Uh, hopefully that'll work out for both our schedules and the technology will work out. So in the meantime, you're stuck with me. Hopefully that's not too painful for you. And this week's interview is with Lime Ninja Erica Livingston. But before we jump into the interview, I'm really excited to let you know about our upcoming masterclass on brain fog and your diet. We have an amazing lineup of experts, including Ariana Resnick. She's the author of The Bone Broth Miracle and Karen Diggs, and she invented the Krautsource. It's a fermentation gadget that I love to use. It makes making small batches of fermented vegetables, essentially free probiotics, very, very easy. So I'm really excited. And then we have a several other guests as well. And before we get into that, I also want to remind you that we still have our previous masterclass on brain health up, and you can sign up for that at limeninja.com forward slash brain underscore health. Again, that's limeninja.com forward slash the word brain and then underline character and then the word health. All right. Let's jump right in. Here's our interview with Lime Ninja, Erica Livingston. So when did you get Lime? Well, I suspect that I've had it for years now. Um, unaware of it. I have had tick bites, but um, unlike the, or like the general population out there, you know, I, I said, um, oh, I'll just keep an eye on it and you know, make sure there's no bullseye and, and we'll go from there. And, you know, so I kept an eye on it and never seemed to do anything much. So I didn't do anything about it, never went to the doctor or anything. Um, and that's just one that I've known about, you know. I mean, yeah. just in Lake George alone, a lot of the islands up there are full of deer and um, wildlife and they're not really you know, hunted, and so they're full of ticks. Um, so, I mean, we've had ticks on us many, many times, you know, and a lot of times you just really don't even realize you have them on you, you know? Yeah, they're so small. Um, so, anyways, there's been many, many times that I could have come in contact with that I, I really don't know. Um, back in November, I um, received a, my influenza vaccine. And the next day I, I woke up and I very flu-like, you know, just very achy and um, kind of lethargic and um, just general, you know, not feeling well at all. And I just said, oh, man, you know, flu shot kind of, you know, made me feel crummy. Yeah, exactly. I'll be better in a couple of days and... um as the days went on, I just got worse and worse. Um, within a week's time, I was crawling to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't even get off the couch without, 
my husband helping me up. Um, I thought that it was possibly Dion Bray mm-hmm. from the flu shot. Yeah. I spent countless days, hours going to several different ERs and they sent me from one doctor to the next specialist after specialist and everyone just kept scratching their heads saying, I don't know what's wrong. Um, you know, here a picture of health right. according to all the blood work we're doing. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Oh, that's great. I, you know, <laughs> I'm like, still have all these symptoms, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, it, I spent probably the first three months playing this game with, I think I went to anywhere between 12 and 15 different specialists um, before. Luckily, I had a friend contact me um, who heard through the grapevine what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And, um, and actually, my primary care doctor did have the foresight enough to say he wanted to put me on prednisone. Okay. But he said, you could have Lyme. Um, I suspect it might be. And if I put you on prednisone, it will make the Lyme worse because steroids do that. So he said, I'm going to treat you like you have Lyme. I'll give you a 21-day course of doxycycline. And if in 21 days you're not all better, then we'll put you on the steroids because we know that it wasn't Lyme. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So um, I did the 21 days of doxy. And, um, how did that go? It didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a lot of arthritic like pain in my hands and wrists and it did seem to help that a little bit Okay. at the time, as soon as I went off it and came right back. Right. Um, you know, that's just one of the many symptoms that, you know, I had going on and that was basically the only one that it even touched. And, um, so of course at this point I had finally talked to a friend who said, Erica, don't listen to those doctors, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she said, you need to find yourself an LLMD yeah. and go to one and get in there. She said, you know, she, she has had it for, I think about four years and was in treatment for three of the four has finally gotten it into remission. Um, so she was adamant and explained to me, you know, unfortunately it's all out of pocket. You have to pay out of pocket. Insurance doesn't cover these things. And, you know, and I said, oh, geez, I don't think I can do that. I'm, you know, I'm not working because I haven't been able to work since last November. I felt very guilty. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a mom of three young kids. And, you know, I felt like, I was dipping into a, a purse that I didn't deserve to be dipping into, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I put it off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just kept going to these specialists and believing that I didn't have Lyme because that's what they were telling me. Right. And um, I had so many Western plot stuff, you know, just through the traditional lab. And, and they just kept telling me they're negative. You don't have Lyme. But finally, 
come February, I was to the point where I realized I'm no good to anyone <laughs> at this point. Uh-huh. I'm no good to my children anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm 33 years old, and I I can't even be a mom. Right. And uh, I said I need to I need to get to the Lyme doctor and and begin treatment. You know, I don't care if I have to take out a credit card to do it or whatever I have to do. It has to be done. <laughs> and uh, so we did. My husband and I went down and. And they started treatment immediately. Um, I went for every six weeks down there, and uh, who'd you who'd you end up going to see? Um, I went to the Strand Center yep. in Delmar. Okay, yeah. Um, saw Jennifer Magar, nurse practitioner down there, who works on her doctor's stream. Um, and they've been treating me since February. I've basically been on every oral treatment so far. I'm now at this point facing, they've been wanting me to go on IV meds for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I think think they mentioned that back in July, but I'm still kind of (laughs) on the fence with that one just because. Yeah, how come? Insurance doesn't cover it mm-hmm. and it's so expensive you know you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars you know I just keep <laughs> hoping that something will change um, but it doesn't <laughs> no <laughs> not know? not 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 in time for you to get what you need it may change right. in 10 years or 20 years but right it's not going to change in 10 or 20 days, that's for sure. It's it's just, it's a very hard, hard disease to deal with in so many ways. You know, um, it's a very difficult thing to treat. The meds are very difficult to deal with. Um, the Herc thing is hard. You know, and just the, the reality of it, that it will never go away. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hope to get into admission, but even then, anything can trigger it to come back. You know, I've had I've had many um, co-infections come up, and you know, you're dealing with all those co-infections as well things that reactivate. My primary care called me back in December and said, I finally figured out what's wrong with you. <laughs> and I said, that's, that's awesome. What is it? And he said, you have mono. Hmm. I said, I have mono. You know, something you get when you're a teenager. Yep. And he said, yeah. He said, you have reactivated mono. Yeah. You have um, Epstein-Barr virus. He said, I've never seen anyone Epstein-Barr titer is as high as yours in my entire practice. Really? Yeah. And, um, and I said, great. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what med do I take? And he said, you don't do anything. There's nothing you can do. He said, you need to rest. Yeah. He said, for some, it takes months, and for some, it takes years, and there's nothing you can do. And I was devastated. That was before I knew I had mine. 
Oh, okay. And once I found out I had Lyme, I went to the Lyme doctor. You know, they said, you know, Lyme has reactivated that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And not only are you dealing with the Lyme, but you're dealing with everything that it reactivates in your system. You know, so every day is a struggle. Just a struggle to keep your mindset in a good place. So what do you, you know? do to keep yourself going? <laughs> I have three children again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they, I have to be a good actress a lot of days. I have to put a smile on my face. Um, you know, I have to try to be as normal as possible. They all know that I have Lyme and mommy's sick. They say mommy's disabled. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, yeah, it burns a little bit, but we laugh it off, you know. I I have my faith, thank God. Mm -hmm. I I feel like God will never abandon me, and I'm I'm fortunate that I have have that faith to keep me going. And I just keep saying, you know, every handful of pills that I throw down my throat that, I'm one day closer to getting better. To feeling better. I hope. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, Ed, do you feel, how long have you been going down and taking all these oral antibiotics now? I started treatments in February. In February, that's right, you said that. Mm-hmm. And so, do you feel like there's any progress at this point? Um, you know, baby steps, yes. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, you know. I can walk a little bit better. I'm not crawling to the bathroom anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Of course, just standing on my on my feet at all is difficult still. Um, is that because of the energy yeah. or pain or both? Um, both. I have, you know what it feels like? It feels like I'm 55 minutes into a 60-minute um, kickboxing class. <laughs> you know, that's the only way that I can describe it. Yeah. It's um except it's not going to end, right? It, it's like you're feeling that burn, but Yeah. You know, you're not getting the the nice body to go along. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's I can't holding anything, you know, stirring a sauce opening a jar, any of those things um, are virtually impossible. It, it, your arms just cramp up and um, get very, very tired, weak, mm-hmm. just with a, a very slight amount of exertion. It's wow. very strange. That Nothing is. I've ever experienced before in my life, that's for sure. Yeah. You explain it to people that don't have Lyme or and they just look at you like you're crazy. Like you are crazy, right? Because there's no, yeah. there's no way of understanding something like that. No. So even somebody like me, who's very open-minded to it, I'm trying to imagine what you're going through, and it's a pale, uh, I don't know what the right word is. It's it's a pale comparison to what you're actually going through. 
Right. And, uh, and I think that description of, you know, 55 minutes into a 60 minute kickboxing is, is great because I have been that fatigued before. <laughs> We're just like, okay, I can almost make it. I'll just, just, you know, just hang on one more lap or one more whatever rep. Yeah. And, yeah. but except it's just, you're talking about, you're talking no about getting to the bathroom. We're not talking right. about, right. you know, simple things. And that's, and I mean, it feels like that when I'm sitting on the couch, mm. even when I'm not doing anything, it feels like that. So, you know, some, some days I have, I have good days where I feel like, Hey, I'm having a good day, <laughs> but then I'll have four horrible days to follow, you know, right. and it just, it comes and goes and, um, it, it, I don't know. It, it teases you. You get that, that tease of a day mm-hmm. every once in a while where you start to feel a little bit normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, that's the muscle the muscle part is, is one quarter, you know, if that, not even. It's There's 20 other symptoms that I could tell you about. Uh, you know, I have migraines six days a week, um, constant nausea. Mm-hmm. Um, I call another pain that I have is it's like a deep bone pain. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've never had bone cancer, but that's what I say to the doctor when I'm telling them. You know, yeah. I feel like I have bone cancer. It's like a deep bone pain that, you, well, it, it's flu-like. You know, when you have the flu and you can't get out of bed yeah. and you have that pain, mm-hmm. that achiness, mm-hmm. that's what I have almost all the time. The numbness, I've had numbness, which comes and goes. Half of my face will be paralyzed. Um my right leg will go numb. My right arm will go numb. You know, it'll be there for a couple of days, and then it'll go away and get better. And right. comes and goes. You never know what you're going to deal with one day to the next. Right. And that's a big part of the disease. Yep. It's changing your your memory, your concentration. Mm-hmm. I've I've gotten lost just going normal routine places. You know, I'm sitting there going, how am I lost right now? Right. You know, but you just can't remember. Or, you know, you you fill in. You know, I've said to my kids, you know, where's your book bag is what I I think I'm saying. And I'll say, where's your banana? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and they laugh. They think it's hysterical. But I'm like, what did I just say? You know, know, those neuro symptoms Mm -hmm. for me, they've gotten a lot better. There was a point in time when I couldn't even make a sentence come out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I interviewed Brianna Cooper. She's out on the West coast and she talked about it being word salad. Yeah. I thought that was a good description. It's all tossed up. Yeah. But it feels right in your head. Exactly. It just doesn't come out the other end or the bad right. end, not the other end, but you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So tell um, me, you're you're a nurse. What type of nurse? Well, uh, I've been in many parts of the, the field. I've been vascular. I've been in cardiac, um, elderly, things like that. Um, it's been in many different areas. Yeah, so I'd like to, I'd I'd love asking medical professionals who are familiar with Lyme disease, like what from from the inside, from knowing the inside of the system, what's what's the what's the holdup in the education of like frontline physicians 
So there's, I mean, your doctor was, thank God he didn't give you the steroids and said, you know, this might be lying. But, right. you know, you you said you went through 20 specialists or 20 doctor's appointments. That's, you know, what? why is this such a blind spot? You know, ever since I, I got Lyme, I'm, I'm unemployed at the moment. And, and I keep saying when I go back into the workforce, I, I will be very choosy with where I go back in um, because I have had doctors laugh in my face. Mm. I have had doctors literally laugh and say, yeah, everyone thinks they have Lyme. Mm. Um, That was an infectious disease doctor. (laughs) The doctor that when you call your insurance company says, and you say, I think I have Lyme and I need to see a specialist, that's where you'll be referred to. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was referred to. And she laughed at me. Mm. Um, I, I hate to say this, but I really do think that it's what they're being force-fed by our government. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the CDC saying, mm-hmm. you know, this is what Lyme disease is. Lyme disease is something that is very hard to get. And it's very easily treated. Right. You know, um, you know, everyone gets this classic bullseye. (laughs) (laughs) Except for those who don't. (laughs) The Lyme test is very accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, You know, they're being fed all these lies. So when they hear that a doctor is treating with years of antibiotics, they say they're quacks. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a very vicious, vicious thing out there going on with these doctors, and they truly believe it. I really genuinely think that they believe that Lyme is easily treated. Okay. You know. So it's, it's really their, their trusted sources of information are totally wrong, and so they just swallow it hook, line, and sinker. So, but what, my next question is, so that makes sense to me. It's like, okay, but what is it about doctors and their training that makes them so closed-minded? You know, I would say that the the problem with, with mainstream doctors as well is that they are being forced to see 30 patients a day mm-hmm. with many different things and they have too much on their plates okay. to investigate what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do is they're going to give their best guess and send you on your way. Okay. And they're going to never think twice again about you. Because they don't have Most time. Most doctors. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they don't have time for it. Right. They don't have time to go sit at their desk and, and do, do research, research and try to right. figure out, you know, what's going on. So unless you go to those doctors, you say, this is what I think I have, and this is why, and this is what I think, you know. Like Dr. Horowitz's book. Yes. I know many people that have brought that book to their physician and said, would you read this? You know? Mm-hmm. And some will. And some won't. And most won't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's that's also a very hard thing for a Lyme patient. Um, you're made to feel like you're crazy. Yeah. And yeah. you get such anxiety just going to the doctor and telling them that you have these things going on. 
because you're you feel like, am I going to be sent to the BHU? You know, <laughs> <laughs> am I going home after this appointment? You know, yeah, it's not um, funny. It has yeah, happened. It has yeah. happened. Yeah, and it still is happening all over the country. Hmm. You know. So then, what's your best? What's your best advice? For, I mean, it took you a while to kind of get up the gumption to head down to the Stram Center. Would, if you had to do it again, would you wait as long? Would you do it sooner? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, waste a moment getting to a Lyme letter at doctor. Um, any doctor that won't treat Lyme clinically, based on clinic clinical symptoms. Um, I would immediately dispense and find another one because there are no accurate tests out, out there right now. Um, not here in the United States, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's something that needs to be treated based on clinical symptoms, and the doctor needs to be aware of what those symptoms are. You know, and just like any other disease out there, you you know, when you go see a specialist, when you have cancer, you know, right. Um, when you have anything else, you go see a specialist and that's exactly what you should be doing for Lyme. You know, it's the other key element out there too is there's so much evidence out there that MS, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. Um, lupus, yep. on and on, all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've been diagnosed with. Of course. <laughs> you know, all of everything. Um, that, you know, it's pointing that they're, they're all Lyme. Yeah. And it's, it's just so important before you tell yourself that you have those things. You know, I had doctors before saying, you know, well, why would you take all these antibiotics? Why would you do that? And I said, why not? If you want to sit here and, and say that I have MS, why not try the antibiotics? See if they work. See if they make me better. You know? Yeah. You're going to diagnose me with something that, you know, is going to continue to deteriorate my body, and which Lyme will do if you're not treated properly. Right. You know? Um, why not try it? It's Give it six months. See if you're improving. If you're improving... You know you're going in the right direction. You're doing the right thing. So do you I, have... I'm sorry, I interrupted. I, that friend that sent me um, down to the Storm Center said to me, Erica, I promise you, if you don't get treatment, you will get worse. You will get a lot worse. <laughs> she just said, trust me. You know, and, and you I didn't, did. I well, didn't, well, you eventually, did eventually I did. Yeah, you came around. But, you know, if you continue to let it go, it will get to a point where you will say, okay, <laughs> you know, you win to your body. Yeah. You know, but it's, I'm, I won't sit here and say, I mean, every single day, every single day. I have to fight my inner demons 
because it's really hard to not just want to give up and say, it is what it is, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just so hard. But the treatment itself is hard. You know, it's like being in chemo every day. Mm-hmm. You know. So would you say, is that the most difficult part? Kind of these inner battling these inner demons, these inner voices. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's just not a a real bright light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a glimmer of hope, is what there is. Um, I've said it in line support groups before. You know, I. I just wish that I had cancer. At least I know what I'm dealing with and I can get the treatment that's listed there that it should be. Mm. <laughs> and mm. I either live or I die. Right. And that might sound cold, but I'd rather know what I'm dealing with than live every day wondering. With the uncertainty. Am I ever going to get this into remission or am I just going to keep getting worse? Yeah. And dealing with all of these meds that are, you know, what are they doing to me? Yeah. What am I going to deal with next? Mm-hmm. The know? other thing that I heard behind that, you know, I've all, boy, I wish this was cancer. You're not the only one I've heard say that, by the way. The other thing is there's the institutional support. It's like my my mother-in-law has come down with a with the cancer and the support she's gotten, you know, the drug companies give her books on, uh, on what to eat and dietary interventions. And the, they've been v- very supportive here at the local hospitals of right. her. And there's none of that with Lyme. It's like no. you're out on an Island and it's, yeah. it's, it's not, and not even like with, I'm an acupuncturist at some point about 10 years ago, doctors stopped making fun of acupuncture. There was an article right. in JAMA. So they stopped making fun of it. So they're not openly hostile to it, but they're not embracing it. But we don't even have that with Lyme disease. So no. Like you said, you come face to face and they're belittling you and making you feel low and doubt yourself. And so do people in general. Oh. You know, I've had people, um, you know, say to me, well, why can't you do that? And I'll say, well, because I have Lyme. Mm-hmm. Well, my mother had Lyme. She got over it. Right. Got over it. Right. Uh, well, you know, not everybody, not everybody has the same immune system. Not everybody is dealing with the same form of Lyme. You know, I believe, I don't know the exact number, but there's 20-something or 30-something strands of, exactly. of Lyme in, in America alone. And not everybody know? has reactivated uh, Epstein-Barr off yeah. the charts. Right. You know? And, you know, so many other things that, yeah. that come along the way and... Um, people don't understand that and they're very ignorant to it. Um, so that makes it difficult too. And on top of that, um, disability companies, that's a whole other element. <laughs> you know, I had taken out private short-term disability and private long-term disability um, policies to protect my income. And um, in the beginning, when I first filed, like, well, what have you been diagnosed with? I would just say nothing yet. Yes. Like, they're still trying to figure out. All I can do is tell you what my symptoms are. 
Right. You know, and they didn't give me a hard time. The minute that it rolled into long term, they denied my claim immediately. Mm. Um, because again, Lyme disease right. should be cured within 21 days. Right. You know, so you're dealing with so much of that as well, you know, which makes it so hard. The, the therapies are extremely expensive and insurance denies most of the, you know, treatments or medications, mm-hmm. even if you have it, yep. you know, and then you're being denied your disability insurance. Yeah. You know, so you can't even afford to pay for the necessary treatment. You know, I um I also have the gene um the of course you do. Yes. Yeah. Every every as far as I can tell, everybody I've interviewed has that mutation. That's yeah. definitely part of chronic Lyme. There's yeah. in my mind there's no doubt. I mean it's I yeah. know it's not been proven, but boy. Show me yeah. somebody who isn't suffering like this, who has the normal variants. It's it's impossible to to get rid of the toxins that you're creating when you're trying to you're trying to kill it. They're dying, and then that die off is yeah, and that, stagnant. And, and but and that's just one part of the methylation. I mean, methylation right. happens all over the body, so it has to do with yeah. all kinds of other enzymes. Well, and I'm. I'm trying to track down somebody who can talk about this globally. So, uh, unfortunately, my my knowledge kind of stops where your does. Well, it has a lot to do with detoxification, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Methylation right. happens in every cell of the body. So, if your methylation pathways aren't working as efficiently because you don't have enough folate in you, amongst mm-hmm. other things, or other B vitamins or whatever the other cofactors are, I forget off the tip of my tongue. But it's like that's not the only thing that's not going to be working. You know, it's right. like your whole body's going to start to to shut down. It can't. It's almost like trying to step on the. If you needed to step on the accelerator to prevent an accident or something, it's like you step. Yeah. Your body steps on the accelerator, and there's no. It just can't go. Right. And so you're just. You know, you just head right on, full head on into this infection, and your body can't do anything to to get around it because it's just not working right. Mm-hmm. It's such yep. a train wreck. It's that's. That's mine. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And that's you know, it's, it's so hard to to wrap your your head around it. You know, you you want to be your own advocate, and you have to be your own advocate. But then on the other side of it, you say, "I'm sick of Lyme ruling my life." Mm-hmm. You know, it does. Mm-hmm. It rules your mind every second of the day. You know, you think. What can I do better, or what can I do to make this nausea go away? Or, um, you know, I sure would like to get up and make my kids some dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the stupid little things in life. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking to go run a marathon with them, but right. just I make some pancakes, right? Would like to, you know, act like the mom every once in a while. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what makes it so tough, and I. Thank you. In, in wrapping up there, uh, I think it's a beautiful way to, to bring this interview to a close. It's, I think, I, no, I'm back up. I know it's so important for other people to hear the stories, the struggles, because really what we want to do is we want to, we want to market Lyme. It's like, yes, you can be cured. 
You know, the truth of the matter is this is really, really difficult in so many ways, on so many levels, on the social level, on the, you know, the medical system level, on the attitude of the doctor's level, on figuring out the co-infection levels. This is, if you had the easy line, you'd be better by now. You'd be like that woman's mother. Oh, my mother. Of course, she had the easy kind, you know. And I well, think, that's another thing that you have to make sure that, you know, people know is if you get a tick bite, find a doctor that will put you on Doxy for 21 days. Yeah, right Immediately. Away. Yeah. You know, don't wait for a bullseye because it's a very low percentage that actually get them, you know. And if a doctor is going to feed you that nonsense, then find another one yeah, until won't? you find someone that will give you yeah, what ex- you need. Exactly. Because it will never go chronic at that point. Exactly. So, and I know, you know, it's, it's hard. This community is spread out. There are a lot of us out there, but we're yeah. pretty spread out. And it's, it can be difficult to find sympathetic voices and sympathetic ears. So yeah. just by telling your story, you're going to help so many people really in your community and really around the world too. So I just want to thank you so much for being willing to open up and, and tell us about your struggles. Absolutely. I'm glad that I am able to to do it because it needs to needs to get out there for sure that's for sure all right erica thank you for giving me the opportunity to to do it thank you for stepping up i appreciate it all right and take care all right Erica. bye-bye all right bye-bye man what a powerful interview with erica Her story really brings to the surface how something simple like a flu shot can trigger latent Lyme. Makes me wonder about all the other immunizations that we're putting people through and some of these negative consequences. Perhaps they're underlying Lyme. You know, we don't really know. And really, her spirit, her fighting spirit is really what being a Lyme ninja is all about. And just have to take her hat off to her and the rest of you out there who are just living day by day and getting through this and the progress that's going to be made in fighting this disease is really built on your shoulders. So hang in there, keep doing what you're doing. It's important. If you need more Lime Ninja in your life, visit our website at LimeNinjaRadio.com. There you can find all 65 past episodes. We archive all the episodes. You can go back and listen to them again and again. Or if you're on a road trip like Aurora is, you can listen to all of them. The best way to learn, I think, the ninja way to learn is by repetition. So whenever I hear something I'm interested in, I go back and listen at least one more time. You always find something new the second time through. On our website, you can also sign up for our Ninja Insider mailing list and pick up the Lime Ninja Brain Fog Cheat Sheet as our thank you. Lime Ninja Radio is also on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, and now it's on SoundCloud as well. And last, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with Lime Ninja Fact of the Day. And Aurora's not here to read it, so it won't be as funny, but here I go. Did you know that a ninja's favorite drink is karate? Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. 
Lion Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lion Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.